What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and we are here uh, Saturday evening, evening, uh, less than 24 hours away, going into week four of the NFL. Uh, and it's your boy talking about the NFC West. Uh, quite an eventful week three, uh, a little anticlimactic on my end, as you guys know. Uh, very enthused about the Niners, but what we saw on Sunday Night Football was anything but. It was not even a shellacking. They lost 10 to 11. 10 to 11. That's at home. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo took a safety in the end zone. Uh, a very frustrating game. A game where, if you had heard me on the previous podcast, I won't say that I was jazzed for the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward, but I felt confident in their plan B with Trey Lance being out for the season for Jimmy Garoppolo to take the reins once again for a team that's had Jimmy Garoppolo for, I don't know what, the last five seasons. Um, but there was a lot of rust on that game. Um, gets the safety in the red zone, well, in his own end zone, by stepping out of bounds. And when he did that, play it actually did save him from further damage because his throw was taken to the house it was a pick six but he stepped out of bounds first they get the two and considering how close of a game it was well um it shouldn't even been that close the defense did an amazing job but alas let's look at the nfc west Uh, I, i know i was talking a lot about niners but okay whatever you had the Rams, 2-1, and one, and every other team in the NFC West, the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Cardinals, 1-2. and two. Which shows, well, for one, there's still plenty of football. We're going to week four. It's going to be officially about a month in to the season. Um, and a lot can change, but it also shows you know, just how much contrasting or, you know, you want to talk some shit, you can also say that, hey, the NFC West isn't looking so hot right now uh, with... No team, uh, well, no team 3-0, and uh, but the majority of them are uh, below 500 right now, okay? So, like I mentioned before, the Niners' Sunday Night Football lost 10-11 to versus Russell Wilson and the Broncos. For the record, Russell Wilson is now 18-18-1-8 wins and four losses against the Niners, and so he surpasses Johnny Unitas as the all-time... I don't know, all-time leading quarterback, all-time winning quarterback against the Niners franchise, which is horrible to say because, you know what, um, I mean, obviously he was the NFC West and blah, blah, blah. He owns the Niners, and this was a game that it was supposed to be the Niners' final validation, but uh, that did not happen. Um, Alas, okay, and then you have the Falcons-Seahawks game where Seattle hosted the Falcons. The Seahawks were favored by, I think, like one point. It was a pretty close against the spread matchup. But, um, yeah, shoot, this run defense allowed Cordero Patterson to run for over 100 yards. Big plays to Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't think this is necessarily all on Geno Smith. Falcons win 27-23. to um, You know, it was good to see the offense you know, so obviously score more than 10 points, but um, this offense had a lot more wiggle this time around, um, you know, both in the run game with Rashad Penny, 
and Ken Walker, um, Tyler and DK Mecca, they were doing their thing. You, you, you saw a little bit more wiggle in this offense overall. Geno Smith put them in a position to win. Uh, but at the same time, too, uh, this Falcons offense, notably, I think it's more so on the, the Seahawks defense. Uh, I know that they changed back into a 3-4 scheme, uh, but they just got gashed. They got um, they allowed a lot of explosive plays to the Falcons, and, you know, they were at home. Um, I You have an inspiring game against the Broncos the first week of the season on Sunday Night Football. You lay an egg against the Niners, and then this is kind of in the middle. Um, you know, close game on paper. Um, the Falcons aren't that good either, but it does make you worry about this defense moving forward because it seems like uh, there is definitely some holes on the front seven. Um, they can't they can't allow this moving forward. Lastly, an NFC West special: Rams twenty three, Cardinals twelve. At Arizona, and once again, you know, I I predict that that the Rams would continue to do their thing against the Cardinals, and that's what exactly happened. Twenty three to twelve. Um, the Cardinals, they're a good team. They're a bad team. What what are they? They they continue to struggle to find their identity to do well offensively, or then by the time that they do figure it out, it's too late. But you look at this, I mean, four field goals at home against this Rams squad, that cannot happen. You're not going to win many games in the NFC West, King, four field goals. At home, by the way, not a single touchdown. The Rams did their thing. Aaron Donald did their th- did his thing. J.J. Watt had a sack, which was awesome. But just a very lackluster performance by the Cardinals. Uh, a Cardinals team where, you know, they're telling themselves as contenders, but... You know, when push comes to shove, I don't know. I don't know. Rams, it was good to see them, notably Cam Akers and this run game. uh, Come Alive has some pretty nice explosive plays. Notably, Cam Akers had a nice 15-yard rushing touchdown. Matthew Stafford, while the offensive line still isn't all there quite yet, he had some really nice throws under duress. Um, A big shout-out to Cooper Cup, who continues to score and produce, and key fantasy football owners, very, very happy. Um, yeah, he's been the one consistent receiver amidst, I don't know, for fantasy football purposes, amidst, like, the Jamar Chases, the Devontae Adams of the world. He has scored in every week so far, and he's, he's done it in a very convincing fashion. So a big shout-out to this Rams offense. Uh, I thought they looked, um, I won't say necessarily stellar, but maybe business as usual. Okay, uh, I think it's more so on the Cardinals to get their shit together because once again, at home, four field goals and for all this hype and self-anointed like I I, I don't know uh, declaration of, of to have them as a serious contender, uh, losing these type of games is is a, is a gut check punch to the franchise. So, anyways, onwards we go. I know it's a Saturday night. So I don't. I know that Sunday is literally right around the corner. The first game, actually, it's the Vikings and the Saints in the morning, six thirty a.m. Pacific Standard Time, because they are playing, I believe, in London. I think in yeah, London. So it's an early game, but onwards we go towards the NFC West. Okay. 
10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Seahawks are going to Detroit, Detroit baby, against the Lions. And this is the first time in years, uh, I think they said, on another pod. But the Lions are favored by 3.5 over under 47. This is the first time that the Lions have ever been favored in like the last two years. I mean, remember, this is a Lions team that has been very, very bad <laughs> in seasons past. But, you know... Detroit, they had the same record as the Seahawks, 1-2. and two. Uh, But this is also a Detroit Lions team that is... They've been, they've been stellar offensively, both running the football, passing. Like, they are a top 10 offense. And that does not bode well for the Seahawks. And so it's over under 47. Some people have said that, you know what, this might be a shootout game. Um, because Geno Smith... Now, I know that a lot of people were low on him entering the season, but uh, I, I think the last couple of weeks he's shown that he's he's capable. Uh, capable of holding his own as a starting quarterback. Mind you, that game against the Niners was not good. I'll admit it was not good. But he looked really good against the Broncos in his coming out party on Sunday Night Football. And, you know, against this Lions defense, this defense is not that good. Uh, their secondary, um, it it can be had. They allow a ton of points week in, week out. And so it makes me think that this offense with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and like they can, they can go toe for toe, touchdown for touchdown against the Lions. Um, and another thing to note, I mean, for this Lions squad, Amon Ron St. Brown is out with an ankle injury. Um, and he's been a stud the last couple of weeks. They're starting running back, another stud in uh, DeAndre Swift. He is out with an injury. So into Jamal Williams, who, mind you, did pretty well in his own right last week uh, with two touchdowns. But, you know, nice. Um, they certainly have plenty of weapons. Now I'm looking at you, tight end TJ Hawkinson. I, I know that. For the Seahawks, they usually get killed by the by the, the opposing tight ends. Um, so yeah, I you know, right now the Lions are favored by three and a half. I think this should be a. Uh, right now the Lions are trending. It's at home for, for the Lions and the Seahawks. Uh, it's they haven't been the flavor of the month for a lot of people, but I think this game could be a fun one. And I say that as well because not only are the Lions playing with their backups, quote-unquote backups on both the receiving and the rushing side, but also just note that this Lions team, um, well, I mean, uh, I won't say they're contenders, or, but I'm not saying they're pretenders either, but we just don't know who they are either. And this Seahawks run game, finally you were going to, I was hoping on paper, whether it's Rashad Penny or Ken Walker, uh, they got some juice. They got a very nice one-two punch in the backfield. And maybe we see that on display against this Lions front seven. Uh, like I said before, this front seven, this defense as a whole, it's okay. And so if they can run the ball well, pass well enough for Geno Smith, uh, get a, enough explosive plays, uh, I think that they could win the TOP and go toe-to-toe with, with the Lions. So, having said that, do I think that the Seahawks are going to upset the Lions? Uh, 
Um, you know, maybe I will. Give me the Seahawks. Uh, 24-21. Yeah, 24-20. Actually, no, well, it's going to be a shootout. Give me um, 28-24. So, I mean, not a high, high shootout, but 28-24 Seahawks. I think it'll be a very interesting game. I think that DK Metcalf is in for a day. I think that's... Um, I think that fantasy football owners will have, um, they'll be happy. They'll be happy with the numbers. And so put it on the board, 28-24 Seahawks. Cardinals and the Panthers. And I saw this on another pod, locked on Cardinals. But did you know that the Cardinals have not, I mean, given that, you know, the Cardinals and the Panthers, they hardly play each other. They're not in the same division, they're they're, but they're in the same conference, uh, NFC South versus NFC West. But the Cardinals are going on the road to Carolina. Uh, but the Cardinals have not beaten the Panthers since 2013, so that's almost like seven, eight years, um, if you count it. And if this is any indication, uh, the Cardinals are viewed as the Panthers team, but it's on the road. A rule of thumb: if all teams are equal you usually give the panthers who are the home team three points right well the panthers are favored by one so the public does think that the cardinals can win this game kind of um so they're even but slight edge to the cardinals i guess in that sense from three down to one and over under 43 and a half no, going back to my point about the Cardinals, I mean, what sort of offense are they going to put out? What sort of offense are they going to shell out? What sort of defense are, gonna, are they going to put out? Are they going to rush the passer? Um, this is a team that has not been able to generate a consistent pass rush. Um, you know, J.J. Watt is right up there, and, you know, between Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collins, like, you know, we, we need someone to step up. Um, and, and that might be designating Isaiah Simmons, who, you know, he's played all over the front seven. He's the jack of all trades. But, you know, maybe you make him as more of a pass rushing threat, a designated pass rusher um, versus an off-ball linebacker in coverage. Um, but they need to do something. They're, they're not rushing the passer that well this early into the season. So that to keep in mind, and this offense... Four field goals last game, and you know the, the weeks before, they have not been able to score a touchdown in the first quarter. Um, just not good numbers. And this, mind you, I know that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended right now, and he, he's not going to come back until the next couple weeks. But, you know, Marquise Brown coming off of stellar 14 catch, 100 blah, 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 yard game. Uh, Zach Ertz, like they have... Dude, they, they have plenty of, of tools. Uh, you, shout out to Dorch. Dorch, if you have him for fantasy football. He's been a nice PPR pickup. I think he had like nine catches last game, actually. But mind you, you know, this isn't fantasy football. I'm talking about real life. I mean, they, they have pieces, uh, but they haven't been able to find a way to score consistently. Consistently uh, move the ball. They've been stalling. Um, and this might be a good matchup against the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers, they're... They're a middling team, but they're a team where 
I mean, I like their defense better than the Cardinals, I'll tell you that. I think that they can bring a lot more pressure with Brian Burns as their edge guy. Given Kyler Murray's is, uh, his fair share of licks. Um, but, you know, Baker Mayfield. Uh, what I like about this game is, you know, shout out to, to former Heisman Trophy winners and Bake, Baker and Murray. They both also played for Oklahoma in their collegiate careers. So that's a fun matchup. Um, a matchup where you have two undersized quarterbacks who are very talented in their own right. Both kind of underwhelming early on in the season. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Baker Mayfield, you know, he's the starter um, for the Panthers after the Sam Darnold experiment did not work out. And he's been, you know, some of his walls have been sailing. Uh, last week, I think he, well, he had a couple of misses to DJ Moore, uh, notably when I saw him play last week. But Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, they, Robbie Anderson, they have some tools and you know, up until this point, I, I think that they can certainly, uh, <laughs> the Cardinals should win this game, but yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Um, who's going to show up, I guess. Both teams have been eh up to this point. So, you know, when I look at this game, um, this one is really hard to predict. Uh, this game is a game where, you know, I'd like to give the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt. But I'm just waiting for them to wake up. They are the better team. Um, but they got to play like it. Hmm. Okay, well, having said that, let's go ahead and put it all together. I think the Cardinals can do enough to win. Um, I'm not too impressed about this Panthers offense up to this point. Mind you, you know, they have Christian McCaffrey. They got some good skill position players to, to really give... This Cardinals defense a lot of fits, but uh, I'm not all there with Baker. I think better quarterback play wins the day. And Kyler Murray, along with his offense, they get a touchdown in the first quarter. So uh, give me the give me the Cardinals 27-20. Good, convincing win on the road. 27-20 Cardinals. And they get the over, over under 43 and a half. Last but not least, Monday Night Football. Uh, this was a game that uh, is going to be in Santa Clara at Niners, Levi Stadium. And, you know, this matchup last year, given it was week 10 at the time, but it really turned the season around for the Niners. Uh, at the time, the Rams had just traded for Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., the Rams were convincingly on the rise. They were everyone's darling in the NFC West. And the Niners, they were they were um they were three and five. They were digressing. They it looked like I think if they had lost that game last year, they would have been benched Jimmy and the season would have been over and they would have started Tree Lance. What? You can make a case that uh that could have been to the nice long-term benefits in terms of getting his play. But that's for another subject. Um, but I was at that game, and it was Monday Night Football, and it was lit. It was one of the best games I've attended, uh, and, and primetime football, for the record, is always awesome. If you have an opportunity to go for Sunday night or Monday night, Thursday night, I don't care. Night games 
are amazing to watch in person. Anywho, that game, the Niners convincingly won the time of possession. Their run game was good. Jimmy was moving the chains on third down. Debo did his thing. And that was the win that kind of mounted them to make their comeback and eventually go to the NFC Championship and lose to the Rams. But um, it was a very pivotal game for the Niners and the NFC West as a whole. Now, 2022, it is week four. And a very similar situation in which, you know, if the Niners can win this, um, that means that the Rams would lose. They would fall to 2-2. Two and two, And presumably, the Niners would be tied at 2-2 two and two and take command of the division at first place. Because, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Seattle and Arizona, but they're both 1-2. and two. Even if they did win, you know, for the Niners to beat the Rams for that matchup, they would have the slight edge. Um, a lot of what-ifs, but that would be pretty sweet for the Niners to uh, make a statement versus what you saw last week for that piece of shit performance on Sunday Night Football. Um, yeah, it would really write a lot of bad, bad, negative comments and feedback across across the league about the Niners. Um, but that's a big what if. They got to win. If not, if, if they fall one and three, they can still recover. But they are in a going to be in a world of heap if they lose this game. So the Niners are favored by, I think they open as two, two and a half point favorites, but it's simmered down some. Very close matchup. Niners one and a half over under 43. And the biggest thing about this Niners-Rams matchup is, you know, they've played, well, obviously all NFC West teams play twice a year, if not more, in the playoffs. But, you know, this Rams and Niners team, that's the new big-time rivalry. Before it was the Niners against the Seahawks. Now it's the Niners against the Rams. It is NorCal versus SoCal. They played each other in the NFC Championship. Um, the Niners had a chance to beat them last last year in the playoffs, but they they didn't. Uh, and the Rams would go on to win the Super Bowl. So fast forward now, you know both teams, while they uh, you know they, while they've shown flashes of, of what they can do and what they do well, um, it's just interesting because if you look at the numbers, both offenses are bottom in the league. Kyle Shanahan's well-renowned offense and his run game is not good right now. Yeah, they've been they've been struggling, um, and a lot of it has to do with you know just adjusting to life without Trey Lance and that playbook is out the window. Uh, adjusting back to Jimmy Garoppolo as you saw last week on Sunday Night Football. Um, but if this run game with Trent Williams being out with a lot of things going on, Elijah Mitchell obviously they're starting running back with all these changes so early in the season. Uh, that is a cause for concern. That is a cause for concern. And so they have another week in the books to get their shit right and show on, on prime time that they are the nice that, you know, we are who they thought they, uh, they they can be. On the flip side, when you look at the Rams, I mean, yeah, they're 2-1 and one right now, but they haven't been a convincing 2-1. Two, two um, they almost lost to the Falcons at home 
and they took care of business against the Cardinals, but we still haven't had that signature, you know, dominant Rams defense, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey game. Um, nor have we, have we seen Matthew Stafford get out of his own head. Um, I think he has like, what, five interceptions through three weeks of the season. So whether it's their offensive line play, Matthew Stafford, I, I, don't, I don't care, but they need to cl- play clean football. This is going to be a very hungry Niners defense where, you know, they rank top five across the board in most defensive categories. But, you know, this Niners defense hasn't had that many takeaways. Uh, They certainly needed a a takeaway last week against the Broncos. They couldn't do it. And I'm sure that they're going to be feeding at Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford has, um, well, he's he's thrown a couple picks against the Niners. Um, Shout out to Jimmy Ward last time on Monday Night Football when I was there in in attendance. Uh, He's no longer... Well, he's he's already he's not he's not playing this game, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, this Niners defense realizes that they are the strongest units out of the two between offense and defense, and so I'm sure that they're going to be having their ears tucked back in passing situations between Nick Bosa um, to really make a play, right? Uh, but conversely, you know, when the Niners are on offense and everyone knows about Jimmy G's limitations as a passer, throwing with his arm strength on the outside, um, they're going to they're gonna stack the box. They're going to challenge this passing offense to throw, um, take away the passing lanes, force them to throw, um, you know, be ready for the throws down the middle. Um you know, what's your move, Shanahan? Everyone has seen the film with Debo. Uh, everyone's adjusted. And you don't have the rushing ability of Trey Lance now. And you're on the fly with a quarterback that, mind you, has been very successful with his offense. But, you know, what else do you have up your sleeve? Rams, what do you have on your, up your sleeve? Um, man, this is a really fun game. So... All in all, when I look at this game, call me for my bias. Uh, I think this is a well, duh, it's a must-win game for every every team. But it would be really interesting if the Niners can get their shit on track on prime time and make this division spicy. I think they can. The question is how, um, because if I look at the numbers and everything on paper. Uh, their their rushing offense is a big part of what gets the rest of the team sprung in action to get Kittle and everything else going in this offense. They need the run game to protect Jimmy G. They need to have that time of position. They need to move the chains. They need to move the chains. Last week, they, I think they were like 1 for 10 on third down. Um, how they do that, I don't know. Um, but then, you know, at the same time, too, Debo usually has good games against the Rams. Conversely, you know, for this Rams offense, very tough, if not the toughest challenge in the division, but this Niners defense is stellar. But at the same time, too, historically, Cooper Cup cooks. He absolutely owns the Niners, especially on third down. Um, Everyone knows the ball is coming to Cooper Cup, and it doesn't matter. Cooper Cup makes play time and time again. So... Um, will that happen again? I don't know. Go ahead, call me home or whatever. Uh, but I would like this outcome to happen. 
Um, if, if it doesn't, fine, I, I'll eat the crow. Um, but give me the Niners. Uh, 24-21. 24-21, they wouldn't buy a field goal. Something close, something spicy. And onwards we go. Okay, so just to recap, I have... Uh, well, I guess I have all, all NFC West teams winning. I think that Seattle can upset Detroit on the road. And I think th the same thing about the Cardinals against the Panthers. And then on prime time, I think the, Ni the Niners trump the Rams. And so if that all happens, you know what happens? That means all NFC West teams will be 2-2 two and two and they will be 500. Let's see what happens. So, hey, once again, thank you so much for checking out the pod, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes. Continue to check it out. Recommend it to your friends. I'm also on Instagram, at JustTheWest. Instagram, at JustTheWest. And, of course, the blog, www.JustTheWest.com. Until next time, we out here. Have a great evening. Peace, peace, peace.